Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyslexic Season 2, Episode 27. God, I hate myself for ever starting that. <laughs> this <love> week, <laughs> thank you. This week, we are heading over to Altoona, I think. Yep. Tona? Altoona, yep. Altoona, Iowa, to Adventure <laughs> Banterland, to Adventureland for another Home Park Podon episode. So please fasten your seatbelts and pull down your lap bar as we ride over to Adventureland. Now it is a Home Park Podon episode, so that means we have to have our guest whose home park it is. Duh, that's how it works. <laughs> so <laughs> because it's not mine. Uh, <laughs> Joining me today is the icon, the legend, the moment of all moments, the talent himself, Chad. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back. You've been off the podcast for a while, but I'm so excited to have you back. Um, Oh, thank you. You're welcome, and thank you for coming on. So let's uh, go ahead and jump right in. So let's go ahead and start with your history with the park. So... I'd been going to Adventureland Park uh, ever since I can remember. Uh, it's It's been around for quite a few years. I believe my parents uh, used to go there when they were young. Um, but yeah, it, I, uh, I kind of remember always, uh, always getting the furthest spot from the entrance of the park and me just being so little having to walk all that way getting exhausted by the time we got there because we don't we don't got trams or anything like that at adventure <laughs> you're baking across the like the asphalt on your way to the park which by the way is a is a an unforgettable scent if you've ever uh, walked across a parking lot that's been freshly asphalted Oh yeah, it's it's a smell. It's distinctive, but you know, at least you know that they're taking Distinct. care of things. Yeah, <laughs> but it stinks so good. Things <laughs> <Stinks> like improvement, <laughs> and Lord knows she needed it. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, just uh, feeling that excitement every year around my birthday, uh, getting to the sort of mock Disneyland train station which actually sits outside of the park and you know crossing underneath the bridge into like what you would call a a town square moment like they were they really kind of went there with that uh, with that theme it's really cute by the way but like yeah before we get before we continue, it's so cute. And I did read somewhere that, like, Disney, like, had a small hand in helping develop a part, or at least former Disney uh-huh. people or something along the lines, just for that section of the park. And it's beautiful. They did. They did really well. And uh, honestly, I uh, it really did... Um, it really did embody that for me at a young age. Like, especially not... Um, not being able to go visit the, the Disney parks because our fa- our family didn't quite have as much money, so this was literally like my Disneyland for real. But I would say um, one of the earliest memories that I have would be uh, 
frequenting the ice cream shop, which kind of sits in the town square. Uh, not a very, not a very big place. Like I would say, um, I'd say maybe half of the actual building facades are occupied with some type of shop or some type of booth. And the ice cream shop was kind of like the big thing. Like there would be, uh, there was a lot of seating space, a lot of counter space and tons of flavors. Um, but that was my, that was my number one go-to. Like, I don't care if it's like 11 o'clock in the morning, I want to go get a scoop of ice cream. That's so, like, I can see, like, a little you, like, running over me. I'm like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> Check the chip. <laughs> you just slam your money on the counter, but you <laughs> can't even see over it. That was B. <laughs> That'll be $5. I get this many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, five-year-old me haggling with the guy behind the counter. <laughs> Oh, my parents I were just, I, they were, they had the patience of saints. <laughs> they did. I mean, I know you were just exact, you were kind of kidding for the sake of exaggeration, but it's not far from the truth. <laughs> I will say that. Oh, I almost spit in my water. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a couple of videos on that area of the park, and I think it's super cool mm-hmm. how, um, I mean, we'll get to it, but I'm going to go ahead and jump a little bit before we get to the, the current offerings, how there is that, um, there is that um, guy out front of the, the theater, the animatronic, yeah. who like, talks about the park. He does. Well, I mean, every time I go to visit him, he's, he does he doesn't really say anything, doesn't say much. Like, I know that he's uh, he's definitely there to do his job, but uh, does he does he always show up to work with that can-do attitude? I don't think he does. <laughs> he just... <laughs> Somebody's not winning camp with a can No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I remember him being there. We'll just say that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, he's there. He's there. Him. He's just sitting over there kind of dusty. But he's there. I know her at some point. <laughs> yep, she got a cute perm. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I love it. <laughs> and I, oh. I, I actually, uh, since you mentioned the the whole animatronic thing, um, I, when I went to Disneyland for the first time, like at the age of, what, 21, uh, I walked down the original Main Street, which is, you know, famous for being one of Walt Disney's favorite places to go. Like, he uh, modeled it after his hometown of Marceline. And uh, in the theater building in, in Main Street, they did they do have, like, uh, a, fig, a static figure that sits in the ticket booth. Tilly. Right? Tilly. Right? Yeah. Um, and um, when I saw that figure, it reminded me of the theater at Adventureland back home. I'm like, oh, we have a ticket taker too. <laughs> then it sort of made sense. He did. I love purpose. that. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's really. I just think it's a really cute part mm-hmm. so far. Um, like looking at it, it's. 
it's so interesting to see. Like it's it's themed, but it's also not themed in other parts. Right. And I just think it's really like I, I don't I don't see it as a bad thing. I see it as almost getting the best of both worlds of a theme park, but also the thrills of like your typical amusement park. Right. Right. That's that that describes it pretty well. I think. Yeah. It's it's definitely a, a love letter to what an amusement park slash theme park should be um, without the grandiose scale of being a major theme park um, and definitely keeping its audiences in mind by trying to uh, include as much of the thrills as possible like within the space because you know like uh, here's the thing Altoona is is not a very big town but it does kind of sit like in the middle of like a lot of real estate there's a lot of space surrounding Altoona so um, if they if they could expand I'm sure they I'm sure they would because there's definitely room for it we have a, they have a resort there um, they have lots of nice adjacent like eateries and a, a big old movie theater so you know you could you could really make like a weekend out of it you really could i mean there's a reason why the resort is still going strong after all these years Mm-hmm. I mean, plus it has, you know, a water park, campground, like all this other stuff that ties right. into just the park itself, which I think is really cool. I think yeah. it's really cool when a small local park can become a resort destination. Right. Especially. Like it doesn't out, have to be the biggest or the best, but. Yeah. Out just in being the one. Middle of central Iowa, where there's not a lot for a couple hours in either direction. <clears throat> <laughs> to be honest it's like an oasis <clears throat> I love that I think it's fantastic yeah. um, well thank you for sharing your history with the park with us absolutely um, now let's have <laughs> can you hear my frustration um, <laughs> <laughs> now let's hop over to the current offerings the park has and there are some really cool things that I cannot wait to talk about um, so to get started, I mean, what are, what are some, what are your summer, what are some of your favorite things at the park? Hmm. Well, uh, going further into the park, like not just, uh, town square, you sort of cross this bridge of, of many bridges, you could say, like into, um, like a themed village, like, I want to say that it's uh, sort of akin to like a Nordic um, village of, of Eastern Europe. Uh, yeah, both. In, <laughs> da, like in. Uh, <laughs> in das is good. Das is good, yeah. Um, the uh, the the nice planters full of flowers. Um, trees and uh, these cute little cottages. Um, uh, m- most of them, I believe, are uh, uh, game booths. Like, there's definitely sort of a midway happening here 
and I love um, a good midway. That's sort of where it crosses over into like where you see the first rides, and you know uh, the ones you see right away are definitely geared toward the younger audiences, like the little kids. Like these were actually among my favorites, and they still kind of are today because it's a very comfortable place in the park. And um, I, I mean, speaking of that midway, I definitely broke a couple piggy banks there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like I did have a problem. <laughs> so what you're saying is Adventureland caused you to have a lifelong gambling problem. Maybe. Yeah. Or <laughs> maybe a Or you bit. could say that it brought me to the light because it, it real I realized the depth of my <laughs> of, <your laughs> of my problems there. And I can't yeah, and it made me change my ways. So thanks, Adventureland. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got to pour one out piggy banks, though. Yeah, it's worth the $50 I saved. But <clears throat> <laughs> at least I got that stuffed pig panther that I won one time. Uh, love that. <laughs> love it. I dressed <laughs> him up in sunglasses and just hang him in the corner of my room and I thought he came to life at night, you know, and just like scared the crap out of me. So I got rid of him. <laughs> I, um, the way you say it, you're like, I wanted that one time. That was me at Holiday World, um, which I recently just did an episode on. Go check that out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, uh, they used to have the, do you know those games that a lot of amusement parks and carnivals have where it's like, these lily pads on water yeah. and a frog and a hammer and you slam it down and like fling the frog and the lily pads. Yep. Yep. So I won that once and won a frog Ooh. and gave it to this girl uh, huh. because she, she didn't know she was whatever she is in the LGBT community. Um, um, yeah. No, I'm talking about me being the she. I yeah, yeah I, I know. <laughs> but, I know. But I gave it to this girl, and I literally, for the rest of my life, was like, that's my game. I can win that game all the time. I'm so good. Like, I didn't just get lucky once. I was like, I have the skills to win this game. It is uh-huh. my game. I've got it. Ooh. <laughs> but that's not true. Aww. The only game I can win is that game where you pick the duck. You yeah. know the one. Oh, yeah. The one yeah. that everyone wins at. That's I'm my game. Pretty sure that pretty sure Adventure Lane has that one. <laughs> so if you want to show off, and just like come over sometime and show me how it's done and then win me something. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't so mind. Will. Like, it would just be like, see, I brought my secret weapon, my friend Scott. <laughs> He's a master. I'm sorry. You're like, I'm sorry. You're um, not prepared. You're not talking to him. He is a Carnival <laughs> Games expert. Um, he had the Wii game. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so back up. <laughs> oh, he got a Wii game. Oh my god, he on X Games month. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're breaking yeah. it and we're breaking it back. Yeah. Uh, center, great <laughs> energy. Uh, <laughs> so, something I want to talk about is Adventureland mm-hmm. has some pretty cool roller coasters. Yes. Um, and they're not roller coasters I hear a lot of people talk about, but watching them, they look like they're all very fun. Yeah. Um, I know they have the monster, which is a Gerslauer Eurofighter, and that thing looks insane. 
it is. It's so like the track is so tightly woven into each other uh-huh. that it is just. Oh, it looks amazing. Oh, writing that thing is a, is quite an experience. Like imagine that being your first exposure to a roller coaster. Like being terrified of that ride when I was very little and just just having a mini breakdown like on the, in the queue line <laughs> being forced to leave because because I was causing a bit of a scene and then just like standing outside with one of either parent and you know seeing my dad come back from like basically the jaws of death in my childhood view and just you know being okay with it me <laughs> Me like wondering how the hell did you survive? And I mean that thing is so full of loops and twists yeah. and overbank turns. Like. Now, now the thing is, like I actually, of course, did get a chance to ride it as I grew older, and it, she's a bit rough. Like the experience of riding it, she's like, um, she's got these head guards um, on the um, in each of the. Uh, cars and like your head is just sort of getting whacked from side to yeah, side. That tends to happen. I mean, of course, over the shoulder restraints are the worst, in my opinion, and yeah. I hate them because a lap bar will do just as well, except right. over the shoulder restraints, people feel somewhat more safe in, but they make the ride so rough. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's kind of what you get there. But yeah, like those tight turns definitely give you that gut lift feeling (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then there is also uh, Tornado which is a classic wooden coaster very Mm -hmm. like classic outback coaster from what I saw like it's not super intense not super crazy just a fun time it's got it's got the the nice big drop at the beginning and then the rest of it you know to a lesser degree you, you sort of like well the worst is over and the each of them like you get to enjoy just that much more like i kind of like the way roller coasters do that they get the big scare out of the way and then everything else is just like nothing but rush like you get you get to enjoy it i think i agree um (laughs) and then they also have outlaw which is a more intense wooden roller coaster that i saw Mm -hmm. and it looks it looks good yeah, I mean, it's also got a really weird first drop, like a weird twisted ankle. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say that of between the two wooden roller coasters, the Outlaw was my favorite. Like I don't know what it was about Tornado that uh, that got to me. I I think it was just because that first drop was is really tall. I think that is the tallest drop in the park. Or it was at least when I first when I started going there. So the outlaw was like, okay, a smaller roller coaster, a lot more easy to manage. But you're right that that first that first descent when you're like kind of twisting around a bit, yeah, um, was definitely more fun. Like definitely, definitely my favorite of the two. Um, and then. Uh, they also have uh, the Phoenix, which was a spinning coaster that was added last year from Wonder Red 2019. Which I, I was did like, not get to go on yet. It looks really fun. 
Like, it doesn't look the most intense, but it looks like it's a good time. Uh, I hear those style of spinning coasters are very fun. I've never been on one myself either. You, um, have you been to, um, have you been to Worlds of Fun? No, I have not, but I did do an episode on it. Okay, so, like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I must have missed that one. But, like, (laughs) but, um, the, uh. I believe in Worlds of Fun. They have a they have a spinning coaster. I think they do. It's and Dragon I, something. Yeah, I remember being on that one, and I that was the first time I'd ever been on a ride like that. So I'm like, okay, if if they really did add this to Adventureland, I need to go this this coming year for sure. Like I missed nope. out, of course, this year, but yeah, I. I uh, I have missed quite a bit in the past couple of years. They they are very good about adding new attractions almost annually. Honestly, let's just be real. the 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 older you get, then the more responsibilities you get, the harder it can become to go. Especially to go to like your local park where you're uh-huh. kind of, like, planning a whole vacation. You're like, it's still there. It's gonna be there. Like it's one of those things where sometimes it's just kind of hard to get to it. Yeah. Um because you don't have to like force yourself to do the same thing like you will with like a Disney or Universal vacation where you're like this is a vacation I have to plan I have to take off I have to you know it's yeah. a whole deal whereas going to your local park can just sometimes be a little more difficult but still is always super fun because you always get those lovely memories of like going your yeah. whole life to the park yeah um, absolutely um, that kind of just reminds me real quick my sister before she left uh, Iowa to venture out and live her life in Colorado um, she took me to Adventureland recently for a bir- for my birthday and getting to spend the whole day with her there just like brought back so much especially since most of my uh, time spent there was when we were both little so like that that feeling is definitely there for me and it, that's very true to my heart for sure I love that. That's a, that's amazing. And that's yeah. why I love doing these episodes because at, as much as you can get those amazing memories at Disney and Universal mm-hmm. and a lot of people do, I always think it's so cool to talk to people about the parks they grew up going to and their home parks and just like, you, you, you can hear the love for these places through the people who go to this park every year or grew up going every year even if they're not there anymore mm-hmm. it's just I love doing those episodes for that reason just like that with that story about you and your sister um, um, yeah <laughs> and then uh, next year I read that they are adding the dragon slayer because they used to have the dragon which was a, a double looping um, steel coaster that uh, they recently took out mm-hmm. and um they're adding a, uh, a free spin style coaster similar to like um, Joker and uh, Batman at a lot of the Six Flags parks. And it's going to be called Dragon Slayer in reference to the dragon because this is the ride taking over the dragon spot, which I think is absolutely so smart and so cool that they like still reference the ride with oh, the new ride. You know. <laughs> That was the ride I was talking about originally. Like when we were talking about the the metal roller coaster. Oh, when we were talking about the monster. I was talking about the dragon, actually. (laughs) You were, yeah, you were talking about the monster. I'm like, I 
don't actually think I've been on that one either. And yeah, it is one of the most popular roller coasters now in the park. But I'm talking about the dragon was like throwing you all over the place, bruising you up, giving you. Oh, I believe it. Those marks. classic looping coasters yeah. are like getting beat up by a school bully. It it really was. <laughs> like, why does she gotta be so mean? <laughs> well, now she got slain. She goes, oh, she's, she had been slayed. She's slayed now <laughs> because the Dragon Slayer is taking her spot. That which sounds I think cool. is going to be a really fun. I think I think it's going to be a really good expansion for that park. Yeah. Um, like when I worked at Adventureland, I actually spent uh, one summer. I didn't know you worked there. I did. Like uh, this was probably a year before I decided to go work at Disney. <clears throat> I was a caricature artist. So that's so fun. Yeah, that's so you. I, I yeah, I loved doing it. It was super fun. Although, uh, although I do I do not have the greatest experience working with my boss. But like like that's a whole different story. But yeah, it was, it was just for the summer. And my primary location was actually housed in the sort of. Uh, building adjacent to the entrance for the dragon. So, oh, I bet that was fun to like watch people line up to go experience that while you're doing your job. Yeah, well, um, it's sort of the same area where we have a few of the like, I guess you would call them boardwalk games, where you've got like the racing game and like the clown balloon thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. Uh, um, next to my uh, area but I had this like what do you call it this wall where I would sit at my table and I would get all of my colors mixed up and just wait for people to sit down for me to draw and yeah so I love that that's so cool yeah it was right there (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then there's another coaster slash dark ride that I need you to explain and tell me about because I'm uh-huh. so confused because every POV I watched I couldn't see anything uh-huh. and that is the underground. Oh. Please explain this to me. <laughs> I think we I think we might have talked about this off the mic a couple times. I think we might. Like, um, so yeah, um, underground is sort of like this like mine train type of thing. Um, I guess picture Big Thunder if you can and like turn basically all the lights off for it. Um, You've still got like these caverns and stuff which you can't even, you can't really even see because like you're in pitch black and you're uh, you're just riding a basic uh, roller coaster type car. You're not really on a train or anything like that. Yeah. Not even a, not even a coal cart. You're just riding in a a basic a box. <laughs> blank car and uh, oh gosh I can tell you that there was this animatronic at the in the queue like right at, at the loading area I saw it yeah um, I think we just sort of initially obsessed about how jittery and janky it was because like <laughs> it, it just sits there and shivers like the whole time and the the audio is turned so le- so low you can't hear anything. Um, it sounds like it's also being spoken through a tin can, which it probably was. 
<laughs> some old prospector is just sitting there up in a rocking chair in a like this loft. He's like, what the hell is he doing up there? And why is he just why is he shivering? Is like is he that afraid? Should it's be so straight and there's animatronics throughout the ride, but like they don't yeah. do much. No, like okay, so I guess waterfall. I guess the, the point of the underground was that, you know, it's it's got these uh, miners that are like sort of at work and they're trying to like get their job done for the day but I, I guess uh-huh. like it's it's probably like haunted or something because <clears throat> there's like there's definitely projection a projection I should say of a skeleton somewhere like it he'll turn on when you're rounding the bend like just spooky <laughs> spooky and then you're and then you're gone <laughs> And yeah, so like what? There's a water element, I think, like where you're uh, you're sort of coasting outside, and then you notice that there's this guy who's like sinking into this whirlpool, which you know, of course, has a spinning a spinning figure in the middle of it, and <laughs> and like yeah, just like all this randomness going on. And plus, at the, something at, else. At the end, I guess the at the conclusion of it all, there's like this room that you're wa- uh, rolling into that has like TNT everywhere, and there's like a sound of an explosion, and then you're done. That I mean, it, okay. What it reminds me of is the same thing as like fire in the hole at both um, Dollywood and um, uh, mm-hmm. Silver Dollar City, but like a low budget. Yeah. Yeah, like okay, I'm not, of- when you're when you say low budget, you don't do it justice because it really, really was low budget. I okay, the cavern itself, I'm just gonna say, was lined with like egg crate foam, spray painted gray or, or, or brown, and it's just tacked onto the ceiling and the walls. How about local garage haunted house budget? I yeah, you could say that. I would I, I would definitely say so. I mean, like that skeleton projection I was talking about earlier, it's not like, you know, animated or anything. It just illuminates like it's a stencil of a skeleton. So <laughs> it turns on and then it's, it's a stencil of a I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like Home Depot the Halloween yard haunt. In fact, I think Home Depot Halloween decorations would be way better for the ride than what they have already. They need to go to Spirit right now. They do. Oh gosh. That that actually was one of my favorite rides when I was little. I mean I, it makes sense because like it's it's like a dark ride. It's I kind love of dark spooky, rides. Kind so, of, but not scary. Like it looks fun. Yeah. Like eight-year-old me wishes that they had an actual haunted house. But you know, the underground was pretty much it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's just, it's so interesting and crazy. <laughs> um, you need to see it in person, for sure. I really want to. I'm going to have to come out and go. I really yeah. am. Um, and then there's a couple of rides that I just think are cool. Like, it, they don't have to be that special. I yeah. just, they're just some rides when I see them. I'm like, I want to talk about them because they're cool and I enjoy them. Yeah. One that is really unique, though, and that you don't see a lot in U.S. parks is um, Sawmill Splash, uh-huh. which is that um, 
It's like it's like the film, you know, like right? Fam- kind of. If you like, like, yeah, like you know, like those family raft water slides. It's like that, but you ride it in your clothes, and you don't sit down into water. You sit down on a bench. Hmm. I mean, I feel like that's the best way to describe that attraction, where you just go up and you go down a slide and splash. Yep. But like, what's what, the reason I found it so interesting is you genuinely rarely see that kind of attraction in the U.S. In the U.K., it is in tons of parks, uh-huh. tons of them. But in the U.S., it's not a very common attraction. No, it's so one of I the saw. first things to go in in a lot of the parks. You know, when they're making room for something new, yeah. They, I think mostly because those require so much maintenance. Yeah, like, I could see them doing that. Yeah, just like uh, the the filtration system and having to keep the water like uh, well as sanitary as possible, which isn't very sanitary. <laughs> but then, like, it's it, I don't know. I guess. But with it being a water slide too, you have to like paint uh-huh. the slide. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all of that. Yeah. But, like, I will say, its station is super cute with a little water wheel and everything. It's adorable. Yeah. I love it. Um, but then you also have Raging River, which is a Raging Rapids-type yes. water ride. Um, and the only reason I wanted to bring it up is it has my favorite element that, that, that parks can add to those kind of rides, which a lot of them don't. But I've been on one raging rapid style ride that has this element other than Adventureland and that was at Kings Island and it, it's 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 when those kind of rides have like a mini wave pool they have a wave maker where you are bobbing up and down and getting splashed at the same time mm-hmm. and um, I just I love that element on those kind of attractions first of all I'm a sucker for those kind of attractions they're my favorite yep. form of water ride um, and, if, and if you're more of a Disney person or a Universal person Think Popeye and Bluto's Build Rats Barges or Kilimanjaro, or sorry, not Kilimanjaro, um, Kali River Rapids. It's that kind of attraction. I think California um, Adventure has a ride like that too. They do. If you're a Disneyland person, it's like Grizzly, Grizzly River Run, or if you're like not, it's like their um, Rapids ride with the Bigfoot and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's not much to say about it. I just think it's really cool that it has the wave action. Right. <laughs> That is super. That is super cool. of Of the two rides, I do prefer that one because you get to experience it with you know more people per uh, per boat. I guess you could say. Um, oh gosh, it's been it's been so long since I've been on that one. I find as I get older, I don't tend to go for any of the any of the rides where you could potentially get soaked. Because <laughs> I get I... picky like that. I don't know. I agree. I'm also that person. But every once in a while, if it's hot enough, and like, if I have a change of clothes, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm that person where it's like, if I brought a change of clothes, I'm fine doing it. But if I don't have a change of clothes, there's no way I'm doing it. I'm not. Yeah. I don't believe that. I'm just not. Um, But you also have uh, a breakdance attraction in the arcade called G-Force. Um, and the limits I'm bringing that up is just break dances are also very rare in U.S. parks. I know Kentucky Kingdom has one around where I live, um, but it just looks fun. It's one of those standard break dance attractions that spins you and makes you feel sick afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
that particular attraction, I I gotta say, I'm not very familiar with. Um, I know. Yeah, like, I, I know that it's just, like, straight up in the arcade, though, from the video I watched. Like, it's okay. just there mm-hmm. in the arcade, wherever that is in the park. Because, like, a video can show you around the park, but it can't really show you the, get you your bearings for the park. Um, mm-hmm. The arcade is, like, it's one of the first buildings that you walk past when you get, when you first get into the park. So, they, uh, they have, like, concessions... Uh, video games um, and a bunch of gift shops like right away and then they and like I said they kind of move you slowly into Midway slash Kitty Rides before you get uh, follow this long path to the serious like quote unquote adult the, uh, sized rides and um, is I would say it's like one long serpent like uh, layout where um, there's definitely a dead end to the park and the only way to get back to the entrance is either through the water park or um, just to go all the way back to uh, the way you came so like yeah right away is the arcade and uh, shoot uh, from what I remember the arcade like back when I went they really didn't have much in, in the way of video games they had they definitely had pinball and they had um, like fun photo booths and stuff but right um, they act and they oh they actually had a uh, bingo I saw that <laughs> I saw that in a video guys listeners this park has a bingo parlor like you go in and you pay and play bingo yes like, Where else do you see that? I've never seen that in any other park <laughs> I've ever looked up or done for the show or even for my own. That is insane. I've never seen like a carnival game style uh-huh. version of Bingo. And they got a, you know, they got a ball puller and everything. They do. It's got, it's got a whole light up sign. Like, <laughs> like that's actually not going to lie. That is one of the things that I wanted to do when I was little, but my parents didn't want to just sit around while their kid played bingo and they had like how much time left in the day to get stuff done. They knew <laughs> they knew I was going to just sit there like for the longest time. They're like, come on, wrap it up. We got to ride the roller coaster. It's like, you can play a game of bingo. A game of bingo. <laughs> but that's so unique. It is. It was. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's also a couple of rides that I think are just really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, 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 well, there's one that's, it, it's a classic parachute, like paratrooper attraction. You sit, uh-huh. you go up in the air, you spin, that kind of deal. But I just think its name is funny because it's Durflinger. And I just yeah. think that's hilarious. <laughs> Durflinger. Durflinger. And I, I don't even know what the... I don't know what that is. If it actually ninety nine percent of me thinks it is just the flinger, <laughs> the flinger, like der flinger. Uh, it's gotta have like some some English translation, maybe. Like I think it's the flinger, the flinger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there you go. So funny. Uh, yeah, another favorite of mine. 
I mean, and that's one of those really classic, classic amusement park rides that you don't find at every park. <laughs> right. But I could not, I, I only had to bring it up for that exact reason because of its name was so funny to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I can only imagine you chuckling to yourself and you, when you researched it. Oh, I was. I was. I thought it was so funny. Uh, then, and then, like you said, you guys also have a train there called the A Train. Yeah. Um, which it's just cute. I just like I like when parks have trains. Yeah, it's a it's a very gentle, like fun sized train. It's not like a not like a full on engine like right. the Disneyland parks have, but it's it's got a cute little track and everything. Like literally, my stance is wider than the track is for sure. <laughs> Uh, I just think it's adorable. It has a little station and everything. Yeah, there's a part where it just loops around this man-made pond at the edge of the park. Um, And, like, it actually doesn't go around the perimeter of the park. It goes through uh, a lot of the sections of the park. So um, they sort of, they ding the bell whenever they cross the street into another area of the park. Uh, But... um, of course I had to frequent that because I, I absolutely love trains and I love um, I love more than anything the spectacle like when you're like sitting in the in one of the cars of the train and then you get to pass by people that have to walk like haha <laughs> you're like, like yeah. I'm on a train <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a train <laughs> he's like oh um, no. <laughs> two things you can either be the lady to quote one of my favorite YouTube people, you can be the lady on the train, and by that she means the lady in old movies with like her handkerchief on the train as the man chases her. <laughs> you can be the lady on the train, or or, or you can be Princess Mia Thermopolis in Princess Diaries 2 and be like, thank you for being here today. <laughs> oh, that that is brilliant i actually might have to try that sometime just drop my handkerchief off the caboose of that train oh honestly <laughs> honestly if either of those two characters are you it is the lady on the train yeah i i i would say so but you are the lady on the train <laughs> i need to i need a pillbox hat and a veil oh you do <laughs> oh my gosh i love it i love yeah. it and you look out the side of the train longingly. <laughs> Maybe I'll see him again one day. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> uh, there's also an attraction there called Lighthouse, which um, in most like carnival circuits is called a hurricane. And basically, I just think this is also cool because a lot of parks also don't have this ride. Mm. But basically, for those of you who have never heard of a hurricane-style ride, uh, think of Dumbo. Like, you're in four cars along a central like spire it mm-hmm. spins around you get some really intense g-forces and then it lifts you up and down somewhere to dumbo except you're not controlling it and it is fast it is faster than astro order like you are you are getting some airtime and swinging against the walls of this thing um mm-hmm. it's a pretty intense flat ride and yep. i just think they're super fun they are they are and i definitely um I definitely uh, see the comparison, but for the the one in Adventureland, I will say, is a bit faster <laughs> than most oh, other. Yeah, the most other ones like uh, Dumbo. When I got to ride that for the first time, which I had to because it's like in almost all of their promos. Like it's they, a classic. You have to. It's a classic. It. Even as even 
going on that ride as an adult like no judgments like it's it's got to be something that everyone has to try for sure but the one at Adventureland uh <laughs> I think it's I think someone out there just programmed it to go that much faster <laughs> if somebody was <laughs> the way I describe these guys <laughs> are let's say you, you're on Astro Orbiter at Magic Kingdom right uh-huh. um now let's say Astro Orbiter has been gassed up with the same stuff they put in like a legit rocket and just spin at top speeds being flung up and down with no control um and the only yeah, thing okay. surrounding you really is like this 12 foot high or like the, I don't know, 8 foot high shrub right <laughs> so you're not even really getting a, a scenic view you're just kind of you're like dangerously precariously about to like get caught up in this shrubbery i i <laughs> love it i live <laughs> um oh. but there's also an attraction which i also again very unique um to the park i know king's island had one once and it was in the brady bunch special when they went to king's island mm-hmm. fun fact if, y- if y'all haven't watched that and you're a theme park fan you really need to um hmm. but it's lady luck which is that um, roulette style like wheel that goes up and down and around and a lot of times they're called wipeout attractions but this one is this one seems very gentle compared to like the thrillingness of a wipeout um, <laughs> style attraction and it's just really cute like it's, it's it's themed to like a roulette wheel like the black and the red like at a casino it is that was my that was for sure like my queen of hearts moment like when I got to ride that thing I could pretend that this was the Alice in Wonderland area of the park and that Lady Luck was actually the Queen of Hearts and that I <laughs> and I love give my money's worth on my ticket price I mean like listen like when I'm telling you that I had Disney dreams while I went to my local amusement park I wasn't kidding I've done that too. As much as I as much as I love the park for what it is, like, you know, this is your this is your first time your first exposure to like an amusement park. So like you draw parallels and it just makes that much more fun, to be honest. I love that. I used to pretend I was in Disney sing along songs uh-huh. uh, when I would go to my local park and like I would I would like pretend I was like <laughs> in like the Disneyland fun one or like the Animal Kingdom sing-along song. <laughs> well, if and we I'd be actually, like singing in my head on the ride. If we actually had one of those, which they, they actually don't have an animatronic sing-along attraction, which boo. But <laughs> they totally could have. Um, like I would I would be like uh, Goofy in a Goofy movie just like with Possum Pals. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> your favorite so- pal? Lester, <laughs> and then Max Goof in the corner, just like get me out of here. Oh my god! Oh, I was Goofy, and my sister and cousin were Max, Max when we went <laughs> on Country Bears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, but I, I real quick, I want to make an. A more than honorable mention to a ride that you probably haven't heard of or haven't come across in your research and it was this ride called the silly silo i saw it so like 
the silly silo was one of the most unique rides that I had ever been on. And I don't think I'd been on anything close to it at, at another park. And it's this thing where like you, you go up into this metal silo shaped like contraption and you would lean up against your back against a wall, which was actually covered in like this outdoor carpeting. Um, and I'm and uh, and I'm assuming because of like friction, but right. Anyway, so what happened is you would be flat backed against the wall, and the room once it was like all closed up and stuff started spinning, and it would spin like gradually faster until like you felt like the G force like pressing on your whole body, just like against the wall, and then all of a sudden they would lower the floor. So, like, you're kind of just, like, stuck to the wall, like, spaghetti on the side of the pot. Like, spinning and just, like, looking like around. on the pot. <laughs> well, that's kind of the what That would go no, it's my a really, No, it's a really good, it's a really good comparison. <laughs> like, or like, or like a lettuce leaf in one of those spinning colanders, like, that like you used to get from the pampered chef. <laughs> <laughs> so just um the of course the the force would be strong enough it would just keep you stationary on the wall with like a good foot and a half of clearance underneath you especially when like you're a little kid and your your body mass is less than most of the adult participants in the attraction so you you kind of had this fear that you might actually fly out of the <laughs> of the top of this thing <laughs> and, but and and you're like just to put it into perspective the, the weight of it like your head would eventually find its way either to your left or your right side and you you would just be plastered there until the ride came to a conclusion so <laughs> you couldn't even look around at everybody else and they're like you know, and they're struggling faces. You're just like impressed. <laughs> I've always wanted to try one of those attractions because Kings Island had one back in the 70s. Uh-huh. Um, and I they they're on Roller Coaster Tycoon, so that's how I learned about them. Mm-hmm. But I've always wanted to try one, but they are also very, very rare. Um, they I, I think like well clearly they um they don't have as as far as being like unique yeah they they definitely kept it around as long as they did because of that it, i think it was there ever since the park opened but um it, there really wasn't much else to it uh, and i think maybe it was also a safety thing like you know it, very limited numbers of people could go in at a time so that meant you know right longer lines it wasn't very efficient but also it wasn't quite accessible like you know to yeah uh, to a lot of handy capable um park goers and stuff like that so i mean nowadays they're definitely improving on accessibility and i think that's awesome but i could see how it sort of dated itself in recent years for sure right but I'll always I'll always remember that was the one that everyone had to do. Like it was on our to-do list like 
everyone in our family just like okay now we all collectively will go to the silo (laughs) i love it um and then there were just like a couple more really cool things i just think are really cool at the podcast they have a sky ride which i just think are cool because like chair ski lift sky rides i just i've always wanted to do one but i've never done one and they just look relaxing and fun but the sky ride goes through the monster and it like flies over the ride and I would love that. <laughs> I I haven't been since they opened the monster, but like that, yeah, that is definitely. Uh, you really need to that, look it up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like. I don't take it for granted for sure. I know that advent, uh, not Adventureland, because we're talking about Adventureland, but the Iowa State Fair has a ski lift, uh, like thing yeah and um and it's quite long it actually goes from the top of the the highest peak of the property to the lowest at the front of the park so it it goes it it goes quite a long way and it goes like through these uh the forks of trees and like and stuff like closely to (laughs) like telephone poles or like whatever but um, <laughs> he's like yeah look at that electrocution yay um, the like Ad- Adventureland itself like I I know that so many parks didn't have that and it's just a great relaxing type of thing to do in the middle of the day if you're like if you don't feel like walking clear to the, clear to the front Right. I know it's got a little transport ride where you can be lazy and not have to walk. Yeah. <laughs> but like everyone wants to be, everyone wants to leisurely sit in the sky and just like watch people walking underneath you. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all about perspective, I think. I agree. I agree. Um, and then there's only two more attractions that really caught my eye. One is Falling Star, and that's only because it reminds me of my favorite classic ride from Holiday World that is no longer there called the Banshee because it was the same ride um, but I just think they're really really fun because they really give you that feeling of flying out of your seat oh they do Um, and then the last one was Storm Chaser which I don't know if you've been there since that was added but um, it is like a mini version of the Windseeker attraction that's at most of the Cedar Fair parks and the only reason it caught my eye is I've never seen an attraction uh, like a lot of a lot of parks have those like really tall swing rides now, but mm-hmm. I've never seen one that looked ex- looked exactly like a windseeker outside of a Cedar Fair park, and I just thought that was really interesting because like I've never ever seen one outside of a Cedar Fair park, mm-hmm. and it really just caught my eye that they had that. Um, no, but I think Adventureland has a lot of like really intense and really cool. And not, not all intense, but, like, a lot of them are just really, really cool, unique options and offerings for the park. Right. It's, I, I definitely respect the, the planning that goes into each attraction that they bring on board. Like, someone out there definitely is like, okay, that's exactly what we need is another uh, spinning thing. Or <laughs> another, uh, another roller coaster. Why not? There's some space over here. But just uh sort of examining evaluating what's there like what is uh 
what closes all of the age gaps and um you know what what gives you uh, that unique thrill um but for for example like the falling star is um it's sort of centered more in the like all ages area of the park and i guess you've got you've got rides like um storm chaser and um what is it called the sidewinder uh, which is like this big spinning uh wagon wheel that's kind of like on a spoke and it just like swings but like you're yeah turning. yeah so which i mean these big rides which are like um of course height restricted but this is um it's just unique uh, to unique to like any of the other various rides for sure overall um, the, overall the park is just super unique very different and honestly mm-hmm. um, I find it interesting that I feel like a lot of people don't know about the park unless you're like a deep deep theme park fan um, or I was surprised that you like me <laughs> Yeah, I, I was surprised that you and like a couple other people that uh, have been on the show before were actually aware of the park. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. you guys have heard of the park. Okay. She might. Be I just think it's famous. super cool. Um, yeah, it's just a very unique park, and it's a park that I genuinely would like to visit one day. Um, just because of how how unique it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to have you guys over here to check it out sometime. Like, I for sure want to go, like, to all these places that you guys have grown up with. And um, what was the name of the park that you that you had when you were growing up? Uh, Holiday World. Holiday World. That Yeah, we were talking about that. And I, I, I love, I love the idea of, like, a themed, like, holiday land, like, like amusement park that just sounds awesome <laughs> it's really it's really cute it's it's a it's a great park and i yeah. mean that, that again that's why i love these episodes is to hear about the parks you don't always get to hear about around the country and i just think they're so much fun to talk about um but now it is mm-hmm. time for the lightning round Ooh. Ooh, high stakes. Very <laughs> high <intense>. stakes. <laughs> I will get judgments. <laughs> Are you ready? I think so. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Favorite coaster? Monster. Uh, favorite flat ride? Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> flat ride. Um, under? Uh, that one? <laughs> we'll count it. <laughs> Okay, because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm way more gonna count as a flat ride than I am a roller coaster. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite food? Uh, the gyro or the the gyros. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. A gyro. <laughs> the gyro. Okay. Uh, favorite show at the park? The uh, the magic show. And then favorite water slide in the water park. Oh gosh! Uh, or just water gosh. park attraction. Just um, the the drop, I guess. Love that. Well, <laughs> thank you for doing the lighting round. I know it can get stressful because of the facts, but I always <laughs> just think it's really fun to <laughs> throw a game in there after you gave us a tour of your park. <laughs> Gyros. 
I never knew how to pronounce it. God. You, you're like, you, you know what? The panic got to me. Everybody listening, just shut up. <laughs> <sighs> you're you knew what I meant. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, but you. before we go, Chad, do you have anything you'd like to plug? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at grinninghost999, all one word, all lowercase. And I love mutuals, so hit that follow button and I'll join you. Most definitely. Thank you. As for me, guys, you can follow me on. Um, Twitter at, at Scott021 or look up Dyslexic. You can follow me on Instagram at Dyslexic96 and on TikTok at Dyslexic. And you can listen to the Dyslexic podcast every week. Um, that's going to do it for us for another Home Park Hoedown episode. If you like this episode, you can check out all of season one and two of Dyslexic and season one of my theme park based reality show, Ultimate Imagineer, on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., and so on. If you really, really like this episode, then you can share the show with your family and friends and give us a rating or, or a review on your favorite podcast platform. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you all once again for joining us. Make sure to wash your hands, wear your mask. Long pause, <laughs> as always. Wash your hands, <laughs> wear your mask, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> and social distance. <laughs> and social distance. With, yeah. Have an amazing week, everybody. I will see you all next week. And with all that being said, bye, everybody. Bye.